Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Unfair Advantage Show. I'm your host, Dr. Jim Harris. And on the Unfair Advantage Show, we help teach you how to be led by Holy Spirit so He can unleash all the breakthrough He desires through business, including yours. We're just getting started into helping you learn to discern His voice better for yourself in business and your life. And in the last show, if you recall, we focused on what leads you. And I shared with you on the last show the nine ways that believers in business can be most easily misled and how we're going to break down each of them one at a time, one at a time over the next several shows so that we can discern and not be misled like I had been for many years through the show. Before I give you that list and we get into the content, I just want to give a shout out to, to the, our host, to the, to the group that actually sponsors the Unfair Advantage Show. That's JC CEOs. I encourage you to go to jcceos.com, sign up for all the newsletters, all the emails, and also it's where you can register to download the JCCEOs TV app, which can be carried with you on your phone everywhere you go, wherever you might be. So I encourage you to go and not only consider downloading and joining us on all the content that we have on all the other shows, but also consider sowing a seed into JC CEOs TV so we can continue to grow this throughout the world because the main thing we want to do at JC CEOs TV is to tell the world what Jesus is doing in business. This show was one of the platforms that we're doing that. So now to get into today's show, let me remind you very quickly of the nine ways that I mentioned last time that are in the book, Our Unfair Advantage, of the ways that we're misled. And they are Head-led, money-led, innovation-led, opportunity-led, price-led, expert-led, pressure-led, feelings-led, and pride-led. Go back to the last show, and you'll see why that's so important. We need to deprogram ourselves. But when you look at this money, when you look at this list, I just saw money about head and money and innovation, opportunity, and price and expert. That's exactly how the world is led. The Wall Street Journal, I subscribe to this. I want to keep a pulse on what's going on. This is one of several. But when you think about all that list, that's how the world is led by business. But we don't want to be led by the world by business. We want to be led by Holy Spirit, and He'll direct us in what to do in terms of this world so that we can then reestablish the preeminence of Jesus in business. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into the first on that list of nine being head-led, being head-led. Now, I'm not sure exactly why that was the first one on the list the Lord gave me, but I think it probably was the most preeminent in my life being head-led. Here's what I'm going to do. On page four of the book, Our Unfair Advantage, I'm just going to simply read you. All it is is a paragraph and then a, a couple list of examples. I'm just going to read you what the Lord asked me to put in this book, just as a paragraph on what it means to be head-led. So on page four, this is what the Lord instructed me to write. Head-led leaders analyze everything. They seek more knowledge, information, reports, and analysis. I've been in Fortune 500 headquarters, friends. It's actually a Fortune 250 company. We were the 250th largest company in the U.S., at the time, 40,000 employees, 1,700 locations in a retail operation. And let me tell you, you talk about reports and information analysis out the gazoo. Let's run one more report. You know, on and on. It was endless. And it, 
It was a waste of time. They rely, being head-led, people that are, on logic, spreadsheets to make their final decisions. Isn't that the truth in so many businesses? Head-led leaders often find themselves over-relying on their ability to analyze and think critically as their primary go-to style. Head-led leaders often say things like, that's a great idea, let's do it. Let's run one more report. Numbers don't lie. What do the numbers say? Why hadn't I thought of that? I like the way you think. And one of my readers from years ago on my blog, Kurt Fowler, in fact, that's how we keep in touch. I'll show you how you can keep in touch with us a little bit later. He says, show me the numbers, he responded to being head-led leaders, what he's heard. We make decisions based on knowing and not guessing. Now, that's a snapshot of what it means to be a head-led leader. This one of the nine, there's probably two others of the nine that are so critically important to Western thinkers, men and women of the West, not so much Eastern cultures, but of Western cultures. I want to dissect why this is so important to recognize. It's, it's not wrong to use your head. We'll get to that in the end, what God says about using our head. But I want to dive deep into why this is so important that we deprogram ourselves from this being one of our first go-tos. When you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I want to read a couple of verses. We want the Word to explain the Spirit. We want the Word to be released in this so that we can base everything we say, not on my opinion, but on what the Word says. 1 Corinthians 1, starting in verse 20. I want to dissect just a couple of verses of these five. Starting in verse 20, 1 Corinthians 1. Where is the wise? Paul asks. Ah, where's the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? We could spend three shows on that alone. Verse 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. How many people in the marketplace, particularly on Wall Street, deny even the existence? They're, God is the last thing they do in trying to run their businesses. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe, like you and like me. For Jews require a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. Western wisdom. Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. Aristotle is the father of much of modern, modern today westernized thinking, inductive, deductive, analogous reasoning. I could, I could teach three lessons on that as I learned through my doctorate on how powerful Aristotelian logic is and how we go about thinking, 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 being head-led. For Jews require a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. That is what our Western society has been so profoundly built upon, and particularly business over the last 200 years in the United States. But we preach, Paul says in verse 23, Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block, block and to the Greeks foolishness it doesn't make sense I don't think that way but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God to those that are called to those that are led by the Spirit of God because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men right here Paul gives an excerpt it's exactly what we're talking about what we have been brought up in in all of our years has been primarily a left brain, bottom line, sequential problem solving, let's think our way through way of doing business. 
That's not where we want to start. We want to recognize when we're leaning on that way too much and not leaning on the Spirit of God enough and how we do it. In fact, even the Pharisees in the time of Jesus, let's skip forward, or let's go back in time to the Pharisees when Jesus was walking the earth, and they relentlessly tried to catch Jesus by asking think questions. Um, and in fact, Jesus himself taught the, the downside of just thinking. In fact, that's the exact word he used, think. Let me give you a couple examples. Matthew 18, 12, Jesus was asking the crowd, what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the 99 and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? The word think in this verse, when you study the verse and study the word, it means your opinion. What do you suppose? What's your opinion? What's your opinion? What, what do you think? And yet his answer was not what most people would think. No, I wouldn't leave the 99. No, that's the 99. I'll let the one stray. I want to keep the 99. Not Jesus. That was a completely different way of thinking. Ah, now in Matthew 21, once again, Jesus said, what do you think? He asked. In verses 18 or 28 to 31. I'm not going to read the verses, but here's what the verses said. Matthew 21, starting in verse 28, had two sons. One said, Yeah, I'm going to go to the field and didn't. One said, I'm not going to go to the field, but did. And the way he approached it was, What do you think? Which one was the right one? And from that he taught. So even Jesus was beginning to show the fallacies of only being head led. One more example. One more example I think is fascinating on catching ourselves being head-led. And this is when Jesus was challenged by the Pharisees, Matthew 22, Matthew 22, starting in verse 15. The Pharisees were challenging Jesus. You know this story well. I'm not going to read the verses, but starting in verse 15, Matthew 22, the Pharisees said, what do you think, Jesus? Okay, now they're turning it. What do you think, Jesus, trying to catch him, trying to catch him so they can attack him? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar? And you know the story of what Jesus said. Give me a Daenerys, okay, um, whose pictures? Give unto Caesar what Caesar's, unto God what is God. That was so foreign to what they were thinking and what they, because they're very strongly at that time under Greek influence as well, left brain, bottom line, sequential, problem-solving, think, 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 analyze, analyze, analyze. And this is verse 22. This is the key to Matthew 22, what I wanted to share with you from these verses about being too head-led. Jesus' answer, which was not of this world, is something they had never considered before because Jesus only did what the Father said, only said what the Father wanted him to say. He only did what the Father wanted him to do. That's being led by the Spirit of God through the Holy Spirit, our communication conduit to the throne room. And G Jesus gave the answer, give unto Caesars, give unto God. And this is what the Word records, what Matthew recorded, verse 22. When they, the Pharisees, heard these words, they marveled, left him, and went their way. The throne room revelations from being led by the Holy Spirit of God, whom were challenged to be head-led, can be so transformational, it just literally, I've got nothing to say. It shuts down the world's wisdom. I know you'd like a little bit more of that in your life. I know you would. I know I would, and I continue to strive for that. Now, 
Keep this in mind. Here's a revelation for you. You might want to jot down in the journal. I'm su I've been suggesting that you begin from this show or from just for your life on the journal. Jesus' answers to all the questions he were, was asked was never head-led. They were totally spirit-led. They were never head-led. They were always spirit-led. Now, Ephesians 3.20 tells us, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly but what we ask or think, what we ask or think, exceedingly abundantly but what we ask or think according to the power, Holy Spirit power that works within us. I want to give you a quick dichotomy. I just made a list. The Lord gave me this list to share with you. We're going to go through it quickly. If you'd like to get this list, come to drjimharris.com. Come to my website, drjimharris.com, and I share with you the same show notes that I'm teaching from. You can download this PDF. You can have the same notes that I'm reading from, that I'm, that I'm teaching from, so you can follow along if, if you wish. So come and get this. This is just a quick dichotomy between being head-led and being spirit-led, where what we typically have been taught to do and what I did for way too many years and where we're headed throughout being spirit-led. Here's a quick dichotomy. Head-led is natural thinking. Spirit-led is supernatural sensing. Don't be afraid of the word supernatural. When you accepted Jesus, that was a supernatural miracle. So don't be afraid of this supernatural because the Spirit of God is supernatural. So natural thinking versus supernatural sensing. Head-led is the number of ideas, the quantity of ideas. Spirit-led is the anointment on the concept the anointment on the concept. And in fact, one of the things that I teach, and I'm going to start teaching more, the Lord said, I want you to start teaching this more, is going from brainstorming to spirit storming. From brainstorming to spirit storming, completely different. Now, I want to introduce, to, you won't see him today, but you'll see him in, in shows coming up, J.D. Cobb. J.D. Cobb is the director of this show for us at the jcceo.tv group, and he's directing back there, punching all these buttons and making this old boy look good. In fact, I encourage you to go to J.D. Cobb Productions and see his, go to his website and get to learn J.D. because he's a master videographer, not only for corporate, but also for weddings. And what J.D., you're going to hear us talking more. I'm going to get J.D. on here. We're going to get a camera, and even though he doesn't like to be you know, filmed. He's a fine-looking young man, I'm telling you right now. He's going to be a daddy for the first time real soon. We'll, get, we'll keep you updated on, on that. So on the big reveals coming up in a few days, so we'll know. Well, anyway, so um, one of these days, J.D., what I want to do, I want us to have a, a broadcast to where we do an example on a whiteboard. You know, we've got a whiteboard available to us of literally what being um, brainstorming to spirit storming. I want to do a special episode on that down the road. So J.D.'s got his thumbs up, and I think he likes that because we want to get out of this office sometime and get into a bigger, bigger area as well. So head-led, spirit-led. Check out J.D.'s stuff. It's great stuff. Number of ideas versus anointment on the concept. Head-led is focusing only and primarily on financial numbers or profit and loss where spirit-led is about the righteousness and adding all these things after seeking his righteousness and kingdom first. Head-led, spirit-led. Head-led is primarily focusing on consensus when you lead by your head. You know, we want to see what everybody thinks. What does everybody think? What's your opinion? You're seeking consensus. In spirit-led, it's really seeking the witness of Holy Spirit. Hold on. Down the road, we're going to teach you what it means to seek a witness. That's one of the six steps we talk about 
and truly how to unleash the power of Holy Spirit to seek a witness. You're going to learn a lot more about that as we move forward. Head-led means it focuses on education and information and even graduation. You know, that's what I did in my graduate work. It was about education and information. I've got a Ph.D. I graduated. Spirit-led, and this is part of what this show is about, friends, it's not about so much education, information, and some kind of graduation. It is impartations, revelations, and transformations. That's really part of the heart of what we want to do. We want to help give you impartations of divine wisdom that are revelations that help you toward transformation of yourself and for your company. And last thing on this little dichotomy list, just to chew on moving from head-led to spirit-led, is head-led very often, and I still catch so many good, good believers in business, men and women who really have a heart for wanting to serve God and honor God, they try to apply biblical principles. That's biblical best practices. That's no different than what I did for 25 years in the marketplace. So many men and women try to wrap a Bible verse around a secular idea and try to make it sacred. That doesn't work. We've got to be careful about being biblically principles-led because guess what? Satan's read the book. He can apply the principles too because the principles work. What we need to do is focus on business as one in communion with Holy Spirit. And as Jesus taught in the upper room in John 17, we are one, we are one, we are one. That's my last prayer for you guys as I leave, for us to be one. And when we're in co-union, communion, then we can be fully spirit-led and not be easily dissuaded by the world's way of being head-led. So as we transition now, as we come out of today's show, just giving you a, a taste of why it's so important to step away from being head-led, head-led. One of the viewers um, and the emails, and I ask you if you'd like to ask a question, connect with me, Con you send your comments. I'll answer your questions on the show and other places. Uh, one of the viewers commented not long ago, Jim, are you saying God does not want us to use our brains, you know, our intelligence, our head? No, I'm not saying that at all. But here's what I am saying. Of course he wants you to use your head. He gave you potential natural brilliance but he doesn't want you to be led by that. Yes, he wants you to take that brain and analyze, but first come to him. Be led by the Spirit and then take what he's given you naturally, and guess what? His anointment will fall on your natural so your natural can become then more supernatural. See how that works. Start with the Spirit and then go to the natural. That's one of the first lessons we're going to learn as we break down these other eight, these other eight that we're coming to in the next few shows. So, Here's your activation for today as we end today's show. Always, I want you to do something. Take this and do something with it. Let it get in your heart, your spirit, your soul, your mind. Number one, I'm going to suggest you do this. On a scale of one to ten, you could even ask yourself this in the next five seconds. On a scale of one to ten, how much are you head-led in business right now? How much are you head-led in business on a scale of one to ten? Is it a three? Is it a five? Is it a nine? At one time in my life, I was an 8, 9, sometimes even a 10. I was. Where are you? Now, number two, ask Holy Spirit in between now and next week on the next show, ask Holy Spirit to uncover some specific areas or circumstances where you naturally tend to be more head-led than spirit-led. In your personal situation, where do you typically lean on being head-led, thinking something through, analyzing, more reports, 
maybe too much. Maybe the Lord didn't say run another report. Remember, David did, had a consensus. Oh, he went out and took a census he wasn't supposed to take. Remember, he thought that would be a good idea. That wasn't a good idea. So ask the Holy Spirit, what are some areas in which I might be doing that too much? And then um, keep that list handy over the next week and two weeks or three weeks. Just to remind yourself, I don't want to go there first. I want to be spirit-led first. I may come back to using my head, but I don't want to launch from that point of just my own natural physical brain. So as we end, here we go. This show is just really want to take a deep dive and, some, and caution you, but also encourage and exhort you not to just be head-led, but to be spirit-led first. We'll come back next week. Now we're going to look at, we're going to have a two-part series, actually, on money-led. Oh, boy. Money-led. We're going to look at, at unrighteous wealth and then righteous abundance. We're going to have two different teachings because money-led is so, so pervasive in business today, particularly capitalist societies. So come back with us next week. Keep in touch with me at drjimharris.com. And as I like to say on all the shows, here we go. May you purpose in your heart to always and only be led. We'll see you next week on The Unfair Advantage Show. Thanks so much for joining us today.